Hey everyone, welcome to the Troy Christian High School Chapel Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our Chapel YouTube channel and follow our Chapel Instagram account. Those two places will be the easiest way to check out what's coming up, as well as find some bonus content from our speakers and worship team. Most importantly, I hope the following message challenges and encourages you to grow in your relationship with God as you learn to love God and love others better. Enjoy. This week on the podcast, we have a treat. Actually, we've got four treats for you right here. Uh, that's getting weird. <laughs> it's getting weird. But we're here for it. Yes, I did. I called myself a treat in that. You're going to catch it. We've got T. Royce back on the podcast. Welcome back. Hello. There it is. We're going to get to. We're going to get this. We've got Mr. Tim Jackson back on the podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. We've got three of us. And wait, there's one more. Wait. 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 With the fresh new hat today. New looking hat. looking just mm. spiffy over there, mm. Mr. David Demuth. The oh, man, the man who's normally behind the mixer. He's behind the, the interface. I'm here every time. He is here every time. Nobody you just knows. didn't know. That's right. That is right. Just and he knows. is here with the mic. We all have mics here. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have some some conversation. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's been fun. Yeah. You guys have missed out already on on a little <laughs> bit of the conversations. We just kind of warmed up. It's been a good time. Um, but we're here, Mr. Mr. Royce over here. Uh, one, he's got a fresh new cut. He's cleaned up the beard. It's true. It's looking good. Uh, you know, back in the spring, we were having those the the chapel online and, and whatnot, um, and there were so many students on there that were wanting you to to dye your beard. Is, am I correct? That was cor- a thing. They wanted it thing. Uh, purple, right? They did. They wanted it purple or blue or something. You've trimmed it up, but you still haven't. You haven't given the people what they want is is what I'm saying, though. That is that's my life story. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. People all want this. I'm like, here's this consolation prize. <laughs> you want a dyed beard? I just cut it. <laughs> so take take what you got. Yeah. It's a step in the right you get what you pay for. So that's, that's right. <laughs> that is right. That is right. Uh, you have what? Do, what's been going on? Uh, we we've gone to uh, remote learning again. Um, you know, for well, for the first time this school year, um, but just going into the Thanksgiving break and stuff. So, uh, what's been what's been going on with you this this week so far? Um, we have my wife and I been staying at home. You know, we have. Got a head start on celebrating the Christmas season. The tree is up Ooh. at the boys' house. Um, a move. Okay. I, I respect that though right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, what else is going on? Like, we're all sitting yeah. at home. Yeah. You know, not getting COVID. And That's right. looking at our tree with the lights on when daylight savings, you know, the sun's down at like 4 p.m. pretty much. Yeah. So might as well turn on the Christmas tree lights and... Have that whole vibe for like the whole day. Take advantage of the sun coming down early this time of year. I like that. Yeah. Um, and for those who've known me a while, like, you know, they, they always say marriage changes you. And it has. It has. It, it, has, it really has. Yeah. Tommy's made some changes in his life. <laughs> it's I been can a testify. Second glow up. It, ha- <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It <laughs> has been. Good. It has been. So what's, what's, this, what's this change you're referring well, to? You know, I've always been more on the spectrum of like 
being holiday festive to not you know i've been more of like a grinch or a scrooge of sorts <laughs> okay um and now i've got my christmas tree up on november <laughs> 17th <laughs> with christmas music on in the background okay. and you got those christmas wow. vinyls are you are you going to that level because i know you're i know you're a vinyl guy yeah i, I have i don't have any right now so that's kind of the are those coming um I don't have plans for it, uh, but I'd be open to it. Right I, now, yeah, it's just think, the Spotify playlist okay, with the, right. you know, the the aux cord plugged into the same speakers that my record player. Okay, you okay. Know, I've got a little aux cord with, you know, iPhone attachment to it. So whenever I want to hear something on the same speakers, uh, but not that I don't have a record of. Yeah, we can just throw on the Spotify Christmas playlist. Yeah, little. There you go. Little Casey Musgraves Christmas songs action, you know. Casey Musgraves <laughs> did that. I did not see that one coming. I kind of did. You did? Knowing Tommy, it's, yeah, it's I'm been a, big a while fan. since he's mentioned her, so that's what's throwing me off. But uh, throwing it out there, I'm a big fan. Wow, this is new to me. I I, I respect that. I, there's only two country artists I enjoy, and one is Casey Musgraves, and the other is Willie Nelson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You, that's than, like full country. That's full country. That's full that, country. I don't. I don't really listen to country. Wow. Yeah. This. That one. That one kind of threw me off a little bit. But. Uh, but I'm here for it. That's interesting. Yeah. The. The Christmas playlist on vinyl, especially like the the classic, like yeah. the Bing Crosby, you know, like that kind of thing. There's just something about it on vinyl that just like really, it really sets. It, the, it does. It, it really does. It really sets it really sets the, the the mood for Christmas. We're not there yet. We at the at the Smith household. We have not. Yeah. The decorations have not come out, but we've been like, we've been wanting to get there. Yeah. So, so you'd imagine I'm more into like the the alternative indie artist redoes Christmas classics, of course, yeah. as opposed to the mm-hmm. the classics, you know, yeah, that you're yep. referring to. Yeah, I got that. It's good. Yeah, Tim. What's, what's been going on? You've been, you and David and I have been here at work just getting stuff done. Uh, but outside of that, what's been going on with you? Honestly, not much, you know, living my Enneagram nine dream, mm-hmm. which is just staying home under a blanket on the couch, watching some TV, watching some movies. There it is. That's how I like to live my life. Christmas. Not yet. No, no, listen, no, not, I'm, not. I'm on the pre second glow up Tommy Royce train. Okay. Um, like, Scrooge at you know eleven fifty nine and thirty seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like you're starting Eve, to like, turn the corner, but like not there it's yet. It's almost. It's I'm a post Thanksgiving guy. Okay, okay. Like Thanksgiving is my go to holiday. So yeah, yeah. I like okay. to give it the respect it deserves. Wait, Thanksgiving is your go to holiday? It is. Like favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Huh. Christmas is a solid number three for me. Okay, why thanks? Why is Thanksgiving though? It's Christmas without all of the anxiety. <laughs> am i wrong tell me i'm wrong i'm not following the logic i'm not following the logic yeah explain what's great about christmas there's like family there's uh-huh. food you're just like spending time together uh-huh. being with people cool that's thanksgiving christmas just adds all this extra stress of like gifting and like trying to get places and like trying to get into that holiday feeling mm-hmm. thanksgiving is like quiet and unassuming it's just like, hey, just show up on this day and just be with us. 
Interesting. And that's what I like about it. That's been your experience of, of yeah, those holidays. That's been my yeah, no, that's, of it. I don't I, have to I, like I buy that. anything for anyone. I get that. I just have to be with them. Yeah. And that's what I like. Okay. No, that's my I, vibe. I can I can hmm. I can appreciate that that's, you know, that's been that's like amazing. I think a lot of people Thanksgiving has got that weird family tension. Like I'm gonna see that, you know, certain family members that they maybe disagree yeah. with. It seems like there's some like political tension, especially right now. I'd feel like that would be a little bit more on the like uh, anxiety ridden side, more maybe more so than than uh, Christmas is. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We've got uh, is is Robbie kind of pop in here? Mr. Robbie Liebarger is in. Just pop in. He's he's in. Robbie he's in the Leibarger room. Has walked <laughs> he in. is in the room he's right in now. The room. How you doing? You guys can't hear that probably, but he said he's doing great. <laughs> he Dave, we got another mic. mic to set up. We're about to. Another, another treat, right. as Scott would call <laughs> another it. Treat. Another treat is in the room. It's fantastic. All right, so your your uh, Thanksgiving. That's your that's your jam. That's my jam. Fair enough. Oh, what's it going to be like this year, though? You, are you you guys aren't doing the honestly? I have no thing, idea because right? we're we're know. not doing as far as I family know the family thing. thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, I hear Hormel makes a lovely microwave. dinner. <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> Hungry man. Isn't Hungry that, what man? Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It's fine. You well, dollar eighty eight. Great value. Turkey yes. and potatoes. Yes. Idea. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been there. So that's, you know, you, you make it you make it what you what you want it to be. We'll I guess this year. Out. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Uh, David, how's things been going for you? It's going. It's going. You know, just making this the new job now. So we're a few months in. So yeah. You know, how's how's that been for you? You know, it's it's been awesome. Like I've obviously known all of you for several years now in some capacity. You know, T. Royce and I working together with Mr. Clint here back in the summers of you know college and high school and and now here on staff. Um, and it's honestly been an awesome transition. I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and I was like. You know, I kind of just went from one friend group to another friend group, mm. which not many people can say. Sure. And like, that's been awesome. It's just like, now I get to hang with the boys on the other side. Yeah. And, and now we're, now we're here and, and cruising along and, you know, loving, loving it. So. Yeah. You, you have been, you have been a great ad. You've really filled um, a role in our team that uh, has been incredibly helpful uh, this year. And plus, one alumni to friend, but also um, we've had you back at different times yeah. to do different things with chapel and stuff. And it, every time it's been like, man, how do we get this guy <laughs> just like on staff to work here? And so, uh, you know, dreams, dreams come true. You know, that's that's where we're at. So it's been it's been a great ad. We've we've loved having you on here. Um, here's what I want to talk about. Let's kind of transition this this conversation a little bit. Uh, we're going into. Um, you know, uh, kind of a, a season of the year where uh, I feel like it's kind of like you said about Thanksgiving and Christmas. There are it can be like a mixed bag mm. of experiences for a lot of people. Um, and I also feel just like there's a, a sense of like um, just kind of conflict and turmoil in, in our lives. Um, and it kind of I think it kind of leads people to feel uneasy about like what does what does uh where is this all heading? Um, what is this like? How is God at work, um, et cetera? And um, and so I kind of want to just talk through in your guys's life um, as you have seen growth take place for you. 
Um, what have been the things that have that you've seen God at work? You've seen growth take place in your life. What are the things that have been contributing to that? Um, because I, I really like this is this is a season I feel like when things are starting to get shaken up in our lives. For me, my like that's been a a clue of like okay, God's at work, and and if I lean into this, I'm probably going to see a lot of growth take place. Um, whether it's in my own life or whether it's in just my community or the people around me, because. Um, God tends in my life, God tends to show up, or at least I'll say this, I see him the most. Mm-hmm. I'm more aware of him uh, showing up in my life when things are getting shaken up. And um, and so that's been, that has been, for me, this this season of life is kind of like, uh, like it's kind of rough, but it's also at the same time, there's this like silver lining and that just might be the, like my personality just trying to see something with that. Yeah. But it's also just my experience with God is it's been that way. And so... Um, so I just kind of want to hear from you guys, um, maybe just as an encouragement to people um, who are, um, you know, in this next season of life, they can maybe lean into something that you guys have experienced in terms of of growth in your life that maybe they can see that in their own. So, um, Tommy. I was, af- I was afraid you had me go first. You know, I would because <laughs> we kinda, we've been kind of like going around the That's room right. a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll kind of jump into that too. But But I just kind of want to hear like, what have been the things in your life that has that have caused the the most growth? And it may not. I mean, it's, I'm not just referring to experiences. Obviously, it's just like you know what what have been the things that you have found the most growth in in your relationship with God spiritually, um, or even just from like a maturity standpoint. You know, as you're just looking at like just growing up as an individual um, in life. You know, what have been some of those things that have caused the most growth for you? Um, especially this year. Um, with 2020 being the monster of a year that it has been, um, you know, with everything going on, uh, with COVID and the, you know, everything going on culturally and politically and, um, and I've also decided to get married this year. So it's like (laughs) not just a personal life transition, but like the whole, our whole context is, you know, experiencing a lot and, um, adjusting a lot. And for me, I think the biggest cause of growth has been a commitment to be a listener. Mm. Um, and this isn't just listening in conversation because, um, you know, most of the time I'm spending, when it comes to people is just, you know, my wife in the house. And of course I listen to her as well. We <laughs> listen good. to each other. You know, it's yeah, a good, good thing. Yeah. Um, but pro tip on relationships yeah. out there, you know, right there. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> listen to each other. <laughs> right, right. Um, but a lot of people are going through a lot and a lot of people are sharing publicly what they're experiencing, what they're learning, what they're processing. And it has been valuable for me to be a little more intentional on listening to people's stories. And so um, whether it is people who are, you know, experiencing things related to the pandemic or people experiencing things related to, um, you know, different things going on in our culture and our society, uh, um, I think kind of taking more time to, to 
not be as quick to say, what do I think about this? Um, but to be more quick about, okay, who can I listen to about this has caused mm-hmm. more growth um, in my perspective and also in like trying to grow the muscle of empathy. It doesn't come as naturally for me. So I have to like practice, um, practice it. Like it's one, one, uh, area my wife and I are polar opposites. You know, she can, uh, she's very quick to be empathetic for someone who's, you know, hurting. And I have to kind of really put some effort and energy towards, uh, feeling empathy. And so I have to be more intentional about it. Mm. And so, uh, this year I'm trying to listen more, um, in hopes that I can become more empathetic in hopes that I can have a, uh, you know, Jesus's response, uh, or Jesus's call to us is to, you know, love our neighbors and care for the least of these. And, um, there's so many times where Jesus's miracles happened. It says that he was moved to compassion and then he acted. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I think my default is to just act because I know it's the right thing to do or the, you know, um, and I don't want to skip that step of um, compassion. And so being a listener, I guess, to people's stories and what they're sharing, even people I don't know online or people uh, who, whether they're writing books or, posting or, you know, just podcasting like this, you know, just taking that posture of how do I listen so that I can cultivate empathy and compassion so I can love better. I feel like it's been the theme of 2020 for me. Yeah, that's, that's really good, man. The, um, and I think that's, so, so what's kind of clicking for me is, uh, what is growth? Like where, like growth is a movement, is a movement, it's Mm -hmm. it's moving towards something, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so you're like, as you're kind of describing that it is like, okay, how growth for you, as you just described, it is moving to act, uh, to live out your life in a way that more closely resembles what Jesus lived. But you're, you're really keying in for you is that step of like actually having, being moved by compassion and listening to people. Um, and, and that growth is, you're being intentional about making those steps this year. Um, man, that's, that's so, that's so good and, and needed, um, for everyone. I think more than ever that, uh, that listening, the listening part of, um, the listening muscle, if, if you, if you'll say in our relationships with each other seems to be, uh, kind of lacking. Mm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people well, and are just I, talking. I feel like it's the way that we listen is so different yeah. than it should be. Yeah. Um, even people that claim that they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to other people. There's this aggressiveness to it nowadays uh-huh. of like, yeah, I hear you, but you need to stop. Yeah. Not like I'm ready to receive whatever it is that you have to say and I'll, I'll kind of work through it and process it later. Um, I feel like there's a readiness to shut people down yeah. when we listen these days. Yeah. It's a defensive right. po- posture. Oh, yeah. absolutely. When, when we're listening oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, it's a lack of humility. It is the assumption that I am always right. Mm-hmm. I have the answers. I have the right perspective on this and I just need to defend it. Like, what are the, like, I mean, how many parents uh, have to deal with teenagers who <laughs> the teenagers are so confident that their view of 
what they're experiencing <laughs> yeah, sure. is the objective way of understanding it and how they're going through it. And you're like, you just yeah. don't see the big picture. You don't see <laughs> this perspective, but um, you're just caught up in it. And I think we, we assume we could never be like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but if God is as big as he is, um, we are, mm-hmm. you know, much less mature than a, you know, a hard headed teenager in that kind of, you know, in the context sure. of the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Tim, what's been, what's been the things that have been, you know, causing growth in your life, um, spiritually maturity, what, you know, whatever that that's been for you, whatever those. Have been. Well, I, I feel like it's funny. One of the big things, especially as I was younger was that thing of listening. Mm. Um, you know, probably the biggest life change for me, which is for a lot of people is college. Right. Um, and I could not be more grateful that I didn't go to a Christian college, (laughs) which is ironic coming from a Christian school teacher. But, um, you know, I, I left Troy Christian with this view of the world, with this one perspective. Mm. And I feel like going into a school that was not Christian, that challenged it for me. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we tend to think that like, you know, only Christian people, only the people who like understand life from this Christian perspective are going to have truth that they can impart to us. And really, I believe God's handed everyone a piece of the truth. And it's it's up to you to listen and to find that in whoever you're speaking to. Um, that doesn't mean that everything they say is truth. Right. But there's certainly a piece of it. And when we begin to kind of deny that in other people, we deny a piece of the truth for ourselves. We, we don't get to glean that. We don't get to take that in. And it locks us in from hearing anything that might cause us to grow. So for me, it was a lot of the conversations I was having with friends of mine in college who were not Christian, who didn't believe what I believed. And then as a result of that, I was asking myself the question constantly, well, what do I believe? Hmm. Uh, how do I know any of this? And what what is true about all of this? And I think that's maybe the best question you can ask yourself is, uh, could I be wrong? Mm. Because in asking yourself that, now you have to find what's right. And the searching is the important part of this. The more that you're out there and looking for the truth, the more you're going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Being challenged in your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's scary for people. You know, oh, it's, it's terrifying. It's, yeah, it's terrifying. It's the quickest way to lose your <clears throat> sense of identity, but... Sure. I mean, isn't that what Christ asked us to do? Yeah. Was to lose our sense of identity and, and gain a new one in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. David? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been a season of kind of repersonalizing my faith and kind of going back to the basics. Um, obviously, I was at a church before coming here um, doing worship and doing services all the time, and I think it was pretty easy to get lost in the routine of it Mm. and realizing like we're doing worship every week, we're doing services every week. I'm hearing a message four times, like that kind of thing, but never personalizing that in my own relationship and my own faith. Um, And so like when the whole pandemic thing struck and we, we ended up at home and and doing all that deal, there was this excess amount of time of things that I had been distracting myself with, of just either socializing with people going out, doing whatever. And now I have this huge chunk of time that like I have to fill with something. 
Um, and there began to be this kind of void and latency in my life of just like, I've got to find something to fill this. And it really ended up turning out to be that my relationship with Christ and my relationship with like a community of believers was not as solid or even there as much as I thought it was mm. going to be there. Um, and so over just the season of now, you know, getting engaged and seeing where you all are coming from in the marriage perspective, um, and then just like leaving my job and going through that transition, you know, um, and then other personal transitions just going on. It's just been this season of like, you know, growing up in the church, I went to a Christian college that, you know, Christian might be a loose term, but, you know, <laughs> went to a Christian college, you know, worked at a church, now work at a Christian school, but realizing that like the foundation is not always as solid as I think people think it is. And it wasn't as solid as I thought it was just being continually surrounded by like theology, continually surrounded by Christian principles, continually surrounded by people. I mean, you guys included that, you know, have the ability to pour into that, realizing that like my own foundation on a lot of these things just wasn't there. Um, so it's been a huge season of growth, trying to get back to the basics, trying to learn to pray more intently, learn to be like even just reading the Bible devotion, listening like more broadly rather than just this kind of narrowed focus that was like, well, this is what's available. This is what I have to do. Now it's like I need to dive into to grow myself. Um, and it's just been a lot of going back to the basics of re solidifying the foundation that was there mm. and building on top of that, just going into this next season of life, just obviously changes happening all the time. Um, and just really preparing myself, not because I like have to for a job, but because I want to, because there's value, uh, there's reason to do that. So it's just been, been a lot of going back and rebuilding that foundation just over this last year has been, been huge for me. Yeah, man, that's, you know, that's, uh, I think your what you just described is true for so many people, uh, where the foundation you think you have in your faith is really the found is really the foundation you were handed. Yep. You know yeah. that that it's like mm -hmm. I'm really just building my faith off yeah, of yeah. other people's foundation, yep. um, which then kind of gets shaken pretty easily for you because it's not it's not yeah. your own. Um, but you don't question because you just like especially if you grow up in it. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just like it's always been there, um, and and I think that's. I, that's what makes me a little nervous for like people who grow up just in Christian school yeah. and Christian homes and Christian church um, that they never like not. And this isn't everybody because I know students who've come up through here who like own it early on and mm -hmm. they search early on and they build early on. Um, but there's a lot of them who just accept what they've been given. Do they just yeah. accept like, okay, I've got Bible class, I've got church, I've got chapel, I've got, you know, maybe my family does devotions at home, but it's very much being like spoon fed mm -hmm. everything. And then when it comes, so it's like, okay, I've got it all. Like I understand, I remember going to college, going to a Christian college, um, going into theology and thinking like, like I already know it all. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, which was which was so uh, I was so wrong because I got into some of my first theology classes and just real I, my mind was blown. I'm like, holy cow! I went I very quickly went from oh yeah like I'm not going to really learn that that much to I know nothing, <laughs> and that process for me created this hunger of like, 
oh, I want, I do want, I want to know. And it created kind of going back to what you said, it created this humility, right? And, and that humility, that's that posture of humility and where I'm at in my understanding of God and my understanding of other people, uh, caused a learning growth mindset, right? It wasn't like, a, I know nothing. So it's like, there's no chance. And I just give up. It was like, oh, wow, I have so much to learn. Um, and that was exciting to me. Um, that was challenging to me in ways that like spurred growth on for me. Um, but it wasn't until I, I took that, um, you know, it started to recognize of finding that perspective of, uh, man, the, the way I see God, the way I see the world is, is very, um, is very narrow. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I have a very narrow perspective on things and, and, um, and then when that started to get expanded, it was like, oh, man, yeah, there's God is so much bigger. Um, the world is so much bigger. People are so more unique and nuanced than uh, than I was giving people credit for. Um, and it created that humility in myself and it created that hunger um, to want to learn and to want to grow. Have you guys been is growth something that you're intentional about in your life or is it just something that like it just happens in seasons or like what like what is that? What is that like for you guys? I think. For me, my I feel like my growth has been much more sporadic during seasons than intentional. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like sometimes when I try to intentionally grow, I either just lose track of it or I lose focus of it or like I just like almost overthink of it. And then when I don't hit this like desired expectation of my mm. growth, I just kind of give up. I'm like, well, didn't hit that. So. I feel like for me, the most growth has come out of just unexpected seasons yeah. and unexpected moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. I feel like it's, it's sort of, uh, you know, Tommy gave the metaphor last year in chapel of opening the sales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's been a lot of my experience is if you're in a boat at sea, you're going to get moved around a little bit anyway. And if a wave comes, it's going to, it's going to push you a little bit. But man, once you open that sail and once you once you open yourself up to growth and you go out seeking it, you can go so much farther. Mm. That's good. And I think part of my problem sometimes is that I'm not actively in a growth mindset all the time. I mean, who who could be? Sure. But um, I feel like sometimes I get into this place where it takes a situation to kind of push me. It takes that wave. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. I should probably open the sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in that moment. Something moves you. I start to go, okay, I need to orient myself toward growth. I need to yeah. like be actively pursuing growth. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of the the lesson for me is yeah. like, no, all the time, like as often as you can, mm -hmm. start opening that up, start mm -hmm. getting ready. It's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's pretty intentional on my part. I, I, I feel like I'm kind of obsessed with the, growth development maturation process um especially you know working in you know i'd call my work ministry and um there are it's pretty common for people in ministry to be focused on like reaching the lost and reaching uh people who need to be born again um and i have um often not found myself kind of fitting my, my, my skill set, not necessarily fitting that. Um, but the part I feel like I more so focus on not just in myself, but in others is, um, not the, 
not trying to stir someone to be born again, but what do you do once someone is born again? Yeah, Cause uh, yeah, yeah. we shouldn't, you know, uh, stay in that, you know, it, you know, using the metaphor that the scripture uses of, uh, being born again, of starting your life and your faith with Christ. Um, um, we shouldn't stay in that newly born Infancy. phase. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, whole yeah. our whole lives. Uh, Paul writes about how um, he challenges uh, his listeners to graduate from, you know, spiritual milk into eating spiritual meat. You know, and um, that idea of maturity and development um, of what that all I don't know entails. I feel like is more of my uh, passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I think it's easy to, it's, I don't know, for me, I'm very often like, I remember like you use that example of being in, in college and feeling like, you know, it all, you know, and I, I remember that mindset for myself too. And I remember also being in college and one of my professors saying, when you get this degree in theology, uh, at the end of it, you're just going to realize how much you don't know. Yep. Um, and, you know, you walk in thinking, I know a lot. I've read this. I've heard of this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've been a Bible student my whole life. And uh, at the end of the program, you know, I remember realizing like, wow, I'm not a master of much. I just realized <laughs> how much there could, you know, you start to learn, you know, from my perspective, it's been on like, um, you know, studying theology and biblical studies, like like you learn just a little bit about jesus's first century jewish and roman context and you realize how much you don't know about that world and (laughs) how any of that history can influence your understanding of what the bible means and then you learn a little bit about you know just all these different subjects about you know you learn all this this view of well, there's this view of how salvation works and there's this view and these denominations think then i'm like i don't know about any of this and i could you know read you know you know, for a long time and listen to a long time on all these subjects and you realize, um, and so I'm very much, I very consistently am thinking about what I don't know a lot about. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard not to be in a growth mindset when that's what's on my, I don't know, I guess maybe that's not as normal as I think. Yeah. I'm I'm like very aware of (laughs) uh, all the things I don't know about. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm wired that way. I'm constantly like, how in 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 all areas of my life i'm constantly like uh oh that's that like i want to learn about that i want to i want to grow in that area um and and spiritually has been absolutely no different like i i it's been constantly like there's more there's yeah. always something <laughs> yeah. more that that uh i want to move towards i will say there's been two things that have been that have accelerated growth in my life more than anything else um the the first one is finding and and um, sitting under the mentorship of someone else uh, like whenever I've been able to do that and that's not just that's not just in person um, that you know like whenever I can do that I have I've grown tremendously but it's also r- just reading it's mm-hmm. also just like finding um, what how people have uh, taken scripture and understood scripture and started to read that stuff in high school um, oh I'll, I'll take you back junior high elementary school <laughs> book it club oh, yeah. boy man i tore that bucket club <laughs> up you know what i mean did, like did you get the bucket pizza oh of course every time right i loved reading and then something happened in junior high 
you know, in high school where you're like, ah, I hate reading. And, and and how many people are like that? Junior right? high, third grade, you yep. know, whatever. And then in junior, junior year, right, right. junior year of high school, um, I started reading some books that I was like, oh, wow, this is actually interesting. And I realized it's not that I hated reading. It's just I, I wasn't finding the stuff that like lit me up. Right. And once I found that, it was like it opened up and then it be, it opened up reading again. But it also it also it's kind of like um, when you develop a taste for something like food and you're like uh, like I used to hate vegetables, you know, growing up or whatever. But then you find one that you kind of like and then all of a sudden it starts to like expand your taste. You know, and that's what it was. I found I found some authors in high school that I enjoyed reading and all of a sudden it opened up reading to me as a whole. Um, and, and now it's like it it would take a lot for me not to not to enjoy even a book that you know, I don't necessarily like, I'd still like, I approach it like, well, I've got something to learn here. Um, so that's been huge. And the other thing is when I started teaching, uh, like when you start, when you move from like just taking it into, um, to like, okay, now I'm trying to get somebody else to understand this, mm -hmm. your level of, you grow way more than the people that you're teaching grow. Right. It is, it is that thing Tommy talked about of like, now I realize how little I know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you realize, when you have to say something for, you know, 40 minutes a day as a teacher, you yep. know, like, absolutely, especially teaching, you know, like, Tim, you teach video, like, in film, and there's so much to be said about that, and, and there's a lot where I'm, I'm going, oh, I know this specific thing and that specific thing, but I forget so much of what, mm -hmm. what I've learned about this, I need to go back and do some oh, reading yeah. myself in order yeah. to teach this thing, yeah. Yeah. and same here, um, I just want to just talk about reading for a second, because <laughs> oh. I love reading, um, I also was not, I was, I didn't even like, like reading was my worst subject in elementary. My reading, like I, I remember like getting A's on everything was fairly easy for me except for reading. And now like by the end of high school, it was totally flipped where, oh, yeah. um, because junior year of high school or so about the same kind of story as Scott, like started finding authors I liked and started to actually like thoroughly enjoy reading, mm -hmm. um, by, you know, so anyways, my point that I wanted to bring up is how, um, right now a lot of people are learning on social media, mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like half the Instagram stories or tweets that I come across are like, have like there's the people who only post like personal stuff and then there's the people who like only post like educational content. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am like, I'm, I'm like somewhat for that, you know, I'm fine with, you know, that <laughs> content being out there, but I will tell you this, I have learned more about a topic by reading half of a book yep. on that mm -hmm. topic than all the social media posts that I've seen on that same topic combined. Uh, 100% agree. Yeah. Right. It seems like a good way to kind of like develop that, that taste for it. But man, if, if that becomes your whole diet, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Like you've got to leave Instagram and, and start doing some reading elsewhere. Yeah. Well, and anytime you're, you're trying to get it from social media, it's, it is going to be shallow because there's yeah. only so much content that you yeah. can pull from it in a book. You've got an author that is developing something as fully as possible, right? Like, so there's all these dots that are getting connected in the context of a book that just can't get connected in a social media post or a hundred social media posts. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we have people, I mean, our world right now, there's America is 
full of people who, yeah, I know I said that. (laughs) America. America. It's full of people who have strong opinions on very serious topics that they have never read a book on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's just something wrong about that. There's a lot of people who aren't willing to say, I I realize how little I know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, It's the problem. Right. 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 Absolutely. So what, what books for you guys have been like some of the books that have, have changed some of the ways and oriented you toward growth? The Bible, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I'm I'm done, guys. And books about the Bible. Yeah, big facts. Um, I so I'll I'll say my collection of books, even like topics, are are. If you look at my, I'm wearing my office right now. If you look at my bookshelf, um, there's theology books, there's leadership books, there's business books. um, You know, there's creativity books. Like there's, it is for me. It's been, it has been. it's been the collection of those things. I've heard it. I've heard it said. I don't even remember where I heard this said, but um, that uh, books are kind of like the meals that you've eaten, right? You you don't remember um, fully every meal you've eaten, but but collectively they shape who you are, right? Like that's, mm, that's uh, good. food does that. Food shapes who you are, uh, right? Uh, and and books do that. And and it's not so much that there's just one individual um, book, other than. Um, I will say I probably have a few books that definitely rank up there really high for me. There's actually two literally sitting right behind David on my bookshelf right now, The Divine Conspiracy. That's a thick read, but um, by Dallas Willard. The other one is The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And um, those two books definitely are probably, they're definitely in my top five uh, for sure of books that have like, um, transformed the way I view my faith and my life and theology and um, been been so, so helpful um, with that. So uh, it's hard because I also have leadership books that are like <laughs> that have uh, shaped the way I do ministry and the way I do leadership and, you know, all kinds of things. So um, so it's it is very much like a collection of mm-hmm. of multiple resources that have been huge for me. So. Um, I don't know if you want to jump in on that. Yeah. Um, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> I can begin. Actually, I can attest that those same two books mm-hmm. um, have been huge for me, especially Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. It was written in like 97 or 98. Uh, Willard, unfortunately, has already passed. Um, but when we, t- especially us right now, talking about growth, he frames the story of growth Um in the context of Christianity so like inspirationally to me that Mm -hmm. I feel like it is like that book and Dallas Willard as an author has very much put growth on Mm -hmm. in the center of my mind Mm -hmm. uh, so much so because he, the way he, um, you know, it's a book on Christianity and the way he talks about Jesus's um, ministry and how Jesus talked about the kingdom of God um, he talks so much about how like the the life that Jesus offers us, a life of love, a life of joy, a life that lives out the Sermon on the Mount is a life that we can, if we put ourselves in a position for God to transform us, um, we can grow into um, a life that honestly reflects the life we'll have in heaven, um, yeah. becoming genuinely Christ-like people. Um, he talks about how uh, 
uh, one metaphor he uses based on Jesus's teaching in the Sermon on the Mount of uh, um, the like a good tree bears good fruit and bad tree bears bad fruit. Um, and, you know, he talks about how like our, you know, an, an apple tree does not have to use willpower to produce apples um, that because of what has happened to an apple tree on the inside, um, it, it naturally and easily produces the fruit of apples. And he mm. talks about the Christian life um, saying, similarly, the Christian should not have to like if if you allow God to cause a lot of growth in your life, um, similarly, the Christian does not have to willpower their way towards producing um, love and joy and peace and the obedient actions um, mm -hmm. that correspond with Christ's commands um, that we can become the kinds of people who naturally and easily produce um, the actions that Jesus would do. And because I think that book changed my life so much, now I'm looking at all these topics and saying, yeah, growth is really important because um, if I take growth seriously, um, it can really change me from the inside out where I'm no longer just willpowering my way to being more like Jesus, but yeah. um, that as a fruit of the transformation he does in my heart and mind and soul, um, uh, it can just become who I am and not what I do. That's right. And so... All that to say, I know you just asked like what books have been <laughs> shaping and like that one for me in particular was like life altering. Um, so and I feel like it the way it altered my life is actually relevant to what we've been talking about for the past however many minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, thank you guys for jumping in this week. Um, I know this was like maybe a little bit of a longer one uh, than usual, but hopefully you guys will find it uh, helpful and inspiring. And um, and we honestly just want to challenge you to, to look at this next season of your life um, with how is God at work? How is he growing me? Um, what is he up to? How can I jump into to what God is up to um, around me and in me? Um, maybe especially in me and, uh, and, uh, just look at this next season as, as a way for you to grow and, um, and see what God is going to do in it. Uh, so thanks for joining us and, uh, have a great Thanksgiving break. It's Tim's favorite holiday of the season. So Enjoy remember it, that everyone. I know I will be. <laughs> when you are with your family, be safe, be healthy, and we will see you after Thanksgiving.